Hey everyone, uh, welcome to my cozy Christmassy living room. Uh, I hope that wherever you are, you are also warm and cozy and feeling Christmassy. It's uh, a strange time, yet another strange time. Here we are again doing church from our living rooms and our bedrooms and our attics. Um, it's not where we hoped to be this Christmas. I don't know if you're aware that um, today is actually exactly a year since the date, that fateful day last year when Boris made that um, televised announcement that the uh, the plans for Christmas were all going to have to change and for some people Christmas was more or less being cancelled. I remember that day really well actually because uh, it was a bit of a roller coaster day for me. In the morning I got up uh, went to the, the Clifton Suspension Bridge where um, my girlfriend at the time, Livy, met me um, having followed this um, elaborate advent calendar thing and I popped the question and she said yes and it was a great time and we shared that news with our families and everyone was excited, we were looking forward to seeing them just a few days later and being able to celebrate our engagement and then Bojo cancelled Christmas announced that people uh, in various parts of the country, including where her family are, were not going to be allowed to mix at all. We didn't know when we were going to be able to see them and, and celebrate and all the Christmas plans were up in the air as well. I think it was the right call to, to protect people by the way, but man it sucked. <laughs> we had the best morning ever, followed by one of the worst evenings ever as we reeled from that news that we weren't going to have um, the, the same joyous Christmas that we'd hoped for. It was a time that started with great joy and then some of that joy was snatched away from us. I'm sure that you felt the same. Whatever happened for you last Christmas, there was just this sense that some of our hope was being snatched from us, that it was just slipping away. And I think to different degrees, we're in that same boat again. We feel those same kinds of things this year. I know that already some of you watching have had your Christmas plans ruined by a positive COVID test. You're not going to be able to go and see family or be spending Christmas with the people that you had hoped to spend Christmas with. Some of you, that also includes feeling really unwell with this and not being um, healthy and, and happy at the same time. For those of us who aren't in that boat to the same extent, we're, we're still terrified that actually the next lateral flow that we do is going to be the one that, that condemns us to that fate, that shows us that our Christmas plans are going to have to be cancelled as well. And if we're lucky and it doesn't happen to that extent, then we've all had Christmas parties cancelled, had to change our, our plans with friends and family that we'd hoped to be meeting up with and spending time with. Um, we found our working situation suddenly changed again and being more isolated, working from home if you're someone who is doing that. People's travel plans have become more complicated and been thrown into doubt again and whether that's because you had a, a holiday that you were just holding in there for or because 
that makes it more difficult for you to go and see family. We're in this situation where, yet again, the things that we are hoping for are being snatched away from us. And I think there's something about this time of year that that just feels even more cruel, um, even more unfair. There's something especially hard about having these uh, things we were hoping for snatched away from us at this time of year because we know that Christmas is meant to be about hope. It's meant to be about love and joy and peace. Those are the things that we associate with Christmas and rightly so. The Bible agrees with us. Christmas is about hope and love and, and joy and peace. Christmas is the good news that will bring great joy to all people, as the angels tell the shepherds in our Christmas story. Hope and joy and love and peace are essential to Christmas, but they aren't the only thing that we need to be aware of in the Christmas story. They are the consequence of Christmas, They are the gift that that Christmas gives us, but alone they don't fully describe the authentic Christmas experience. I think for the main characters in our Christmas story, the, the true Christmas experience, the authentic Christmas experience, must also have been one of hope snatched away. Just think of Mary. This is a girl who is engaged to be married, hoping to find that her husband is loving and and kind, that he's honourable and and faithful, that when the time is right for them, they'll be able to to have a family of, of happy and healthy children, that she'll be able to be supported by her family and her community that they will be able to succeed and and prosper together. And instead, she is pregnant. Her integrity is called into question. She's probably shunned by her family. Her hope is snatched away from her. For Joseph, a, a similar thing for the same reasons. Even when they, they accept that this is happening, that, that there is a good thing happening, you know, they both believe that God is doing a good thing. The way they would hope that the, the baby was going to be born is certainly not happening. They're having to travel a long way. Mary's heavily pregnant to have, um, have this baby. There's no room at the inn. You know, we know this story, hope snatched away for what that would look like. When the child is born, they find out that uh, the dictator in the area is, uh, is slaughtering infant children because he specifically wants to murder their child. These are not things that make up an experience of of hope for them. They're not the things that they were hoping for. I've been thinking about Mary a lot um, this Christmas, actually, because uh, about 20% of my social media intake is from Christian meme pages. Um, they they really are as bad as they sound, uh, if not worse. But um, I've got a thing for them. I can't unfollow them because they're equal parts like weird and 
interesting and very occasionally funny. Um, and the thing that they've been all obsessed with this year is the song Mary Did You Know. Uh, it's a Christmas song. You might know it. I think Pentatonix did a, a cool version of it a while ago. And, and this is a song which basically is posing a load of questions to Mary and saying, Mary, did you know this? Mary, did you know that? It's all about Jesus. Basically, Mary, did you know that Jesus was going to be the saviour of the world? And the meme is that that's a stupid song to write because Mary did know. We know that Mary knows because we just have to read that in Luke chapter one. Now, I think that's a bit harsh on the song. I think it, it is a, a good song some thought-provoking stuff in there. I don't think Mary knew most of the stuff in there, but anyway, that's the meme. I've been thinking about Mary. And we know what, what Mary knows because it's in Luke chapter one. She says this, you will conceive and give birth to a son. This is an, an angel speaking to Mary. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. That is what Mary knew. And what we learn from Mary is that when her own personal, more immediate hopes slipped away from her, she let the greatest hope of all take centre stage. And as a result, she is able to say, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices. She sees a, a greater hope, a hope that goes beyond her own circumstances. A hope that is so much bigger than all the small things she dares to have been hoping for in the short term. And if we know what Mary knew, then we can still know hope this Christmas and every Christmas. Mary knew that, that somehow this baby of hers was God's solution to all of our problems. That, that somehow this illegitimate child who became a refugee within the first few years of his life, that the baby who kept her up at night, who she had to nurse and wash and care for, this baby who she must have worried about when he was ill with a fever, when he lost his appetite, when he, he was looking at a funny colour, when he didn't seem his normal self, when he fell over and grazed his knees as a toddler. This child, this Jesus, she knew somehow was the hope for the whole of this broken creation. Because of that, Mary knew that hope is not this fleeting feeling that, that can be stolen or that can slip away from us because of a pandemic or because of any other circumstance. Why? Because hope has a name and hope has a face. And the name is Jesus. We've actually been um, singing a song in Metro for the last 18 months or, or so. Um, it, it's called Jesus, Our Hope. 
It's one that we actually wrote uh, during the first lockdown as a response to the stuff that, that was going on. If you're newer to Metro, uh, you might not have heard it, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry about that, but if you are someone who um, has been around Metro a while, you'll, you'll probably have heard us singing this song. And what you might not know is that Jesus Our Hope is actually a Christmas carol. Sure, we, we first sang it in April or May or, or something like that, um, but it's very much a Christmas carol. And, and as I wrote it, as I was questioning what my hope was during that first lockdown in, in the depths of that time, what I was holding on to was the Christmas story. The very first line of the song is, there is a name lighting up the dark. And that is taken from John's version of the Christmas story, where he says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not understood it. That's John 1 verse 5. The second line is from Luke's Christmas story. Um, the second line is there is a word hidden in our hearts and that's from Luke 2 where the angels appear to the shepherds uh, and they say this, today in the town of David a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The shepherds run off and, and then they find Mary and Joseph and, and the baby and they tell them what the angels said. They, they tell them this news and we're told that Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. The name and the word that the song goes on to repeat and, and keep reflecting on is Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. And we find that in Matthew uh, chapter 1 verse, verse 23. Matthew tells us that Jesus is Emmanuel. Jesus is God with us. And that is why Jesus is our hope. The mysterious truth is that, that woven through each of these accounts of the Christmas story is that the immortal, eternal, all-powerful, immeasurable creator of the universe himself is the person who we see in Jesus. As John says, the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Jesus is our hope because God in Jesus has once and for all closed the gap between creator and creation, between God and humanity. The two have been and become so intertwined that God's interest in and his love for humanity is put once and for all beyond repute, beyond uncertainty and beyond doubt the hope of Christmas that can never be extinguished is that God himself is in the manger God himself is in the manger he became human in Jesus and that is a source of hope because as we sing in the chorus of Jesus, our hope, he knows what it's like. 
He has experienced suffering and, and sorrow and dark nights. He knows what it is like to lose loved ones and, and to fear for his life. That's, that's what we sing about in that song. And that's why we have so much hope. He knows what it feels like. He has experienced it. He has brought that experience and connected it with God. You know the feeling of, of relief that you get when um, you think you're the only person who feels a certain way uh, and then you realise that someone else gets it. They feel the same. That, that solidarity is so powerful. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of, of what it means that Jesus has experienced all of this. Jesus is our hope because God loves us and wants to save us. He wants to bring us into a new creation where there is no more death or mourning or crying or pain. But he can only do that if we receive and respond to his love. He offers it freely and we need to freely respond. But the only thing, I know that the only thing that could make my hardened, wounded, jaded heart respond to him is to see his love for myself and Jesus is the way that he shows us that love what it meant for God to become human what it means that God is in the manger is this it was to become one who faced adversity so that he could love us in the face of adversity. To become one who faced suffering so that he could love us in spite of his suffering. To become one who faced death so that he could love us to death. This is how we know what love is is. The story of Christmas is that into this kingdom of darkness, this, this broken creation, into the corrupted fabric of the human condition itself comes a king. Not a king like we would expect, but a king in the form of a baby. God in the manger, Jesus the King, who combats dark with light, who combats lies with truth, division with unity and hate with love, greed with sacrifice, oppressive power with peaceful power. I've said this before, but Jesus is a King whose coronation was a crucifixion, whose resurrection was the first shoot of a new creation, whose birth is the birth of hope itself. That is the meaning of Christmas. That is what we find in this Christmas story, a story of hope turned on its head, where the true hope takes center stage. And I end with this because this is all that you need to hold on to this Christmas, I believe. 
true hope is ours to receive this Christmas. Whether for the first time or for the thousandth, because of nothing more and nothing less than God's love. A love which we can know because love himself took his first breath in the arms of a teenage girl in a dusty stable in Bethlehem. And because of that, my soul rejoices. Amen.